0: Hello everyone, welcome back to the podcast. How are you this week? This weather is amazing. It is so beautiful today. The sun is glaring down onto me. It is amazing. I'm still in the house but still it is warm on the couch just now and it's beautiful. I hope you've had a wonderful week. I'm hoping to get outside today a little bit because it's so pretty outside and I missed yesterday actually to do an exam today which was crazy on a Saturday. I know, not not fun at all, but it was fine, it went well, we'll see what I get for it. But, welcome to the podcast. This week we're going to be talking about salt because it is salt awareness week this week and I like doing podcasts and Instagram posts and stuff like that according to these types of events that are happening. There's a lot of these types of things that happen. It was nutrition week a little while ago And there's loads of these things that pop up. Obesity week as well, that we can kind of use to bring awareness to things. And you guys always hear me talk about sugar and refined sugar and the problems with refined sugar, but I don't really give that much attention to salt and I would like to give it some attention today and talk about salt, what it is, how we're going to, how we get salt on our diets, the problems with eating too much salt. of that we're gonna get into it today and it's really important one because I think people forget about the importance of salt as in for you to concentrate on it because with salt you just add it to food and you don't really think about it too much or it's already added to food and you don't really realize it's there or how much is in there and this is the kind of thing I think it kind of gets forgotten A little bit, and I want to bring that up today and bring the awareness back to that today. So, as we know, we all know what salt is, but it's mainly a mineral composed of sodium with other minerals such as potassium, but in much lesser quantities than the sodium. The sodium is predominantly what is in salt and we do need salt we need salt well i say salt we need sodium in the body to do a number of functions like contract nerve impulses contract and relax muscles maintain proper balance of water and minerals and we need a very very small amount of sodium but we still need it but Sodium is actually present in some foods naturally but in much smaller quantities and this may be, people may, I think you might say that we do need a little bit of salt but there is controversy on that, there's controversial views on whether we should add salt to our food or not but there is definitely certainty on the fact that we should not be eating too much salt and the reason why for this is there's a lot of reasons, but the main one is hypertension so salt is the number one modifiable risk factor for hypertension and if you don 't know what hypertension is, that is high blood pressure so high blood pressure in the arteries in the veins all these types of things and hypertension is one of the leading causes of cardiovascular diseases so high cholesterol and high blood pressure are two of the main causes of cardiovascular diseases and cardiovascular diseases are diseases of the heart and or valves and so it mainly many types of things that impact the heart is cardiovascular diseases comes under that umbrella term and cardiovascular diseases are an incredible ben- um, incredible benefit no an incredible burden on our society as about 31% of the global population dies every year from cardiovascular diseases and that kills more people than any other disease, condition, infection, anything like that. It kills more people than accidents, than um, natural disasters, all these things. Cardiovascular diseases are crazy prevalent today and it, it is absolutely unbelievable how much we are impacted by diseases of the heart and one of the ways in which you can try and avoid this type of chronic disease is by eating less salt due to such a link between salt consumption and high blood pressure and if you if you think about it like this with the heart with the body the body is a machine and it's like a car okay if you put the wrong fuel in a car again and again and again it would eventually break it probably would take much less time for that to break than the human body but if you continuously give something the wrong fuel it's not going to work properly just the same as if you had a car you drove all the time and then you never took it for checkups you never took it to get things fixed it would break down quicker than it would if you drove it less and if you went and got it fixed when it needed fixed And our bodies are the exact same as that. We don't want to be putting too much strain on our organs and our heart. And one way that we put strain on our heart is by having high blood pressure and high cholesterol and all these types of things. And being physically inactive and having a poor diet. This puts the heart under strain. It makes it work harder than it has to and it therefore makes the life of our heart Less, and this is why people are dying too early from diseases of the heart because the heart is not functioning for a longer time because it's not capable of because of the pressure and the work that's been forced on the heart and the organs throughout life and that is mainly the deal with diseases it's been sometimes it's genetic but most of the time it's from lifestyle factors where we're putting too much strain on our body, too much pressure, too much things to work through that it just can't cope with it anymore and this is what we don't want to achieve and with salt, this is it's crazy the link between salt and high blood pressure and how definitive that is and there's so much we can do about salt consumption and by doing this we would massively change our heart diseases, our problems with heart globally. So we really want to be focusing on this and one way to do this is of course to cut down your salt consumption but the good news is with salt is that majority of the salt that we consume today is from processed foods, is from foods that have already been prepackaged and are not from foods that you create yourself and of course people add salt to their foods, everyone adds salt to their foods that's just something we do, but we don't add as much salt as manufacturers do to prepackaged foods, to processed foods, all this type of stuff, especially things like crisps, things like that that are already very salty. This type of thing is really contributing to our salt consumption. But that is good news because we have control over how much salt that we consume, and by limiting your processed food consumption, you will drastically limit your salt consumption and this is, I think this is one of the reasons why I haven't talked too much about salt on the podcast and it's because when I advise you to cut down on processed food, to stop eating refined sugars, to stop eating foods rich in animal fat, animal proteins, all these types of things, you're also limiting your salt consumption and I think maybe giving this more light and having another reason to cut down on processed foods is another important factor to consider. But just as a quick side note as well, decreasing your amount of processed food that you are consuming in a day, in a week, in a year will drastically reduce all the toxins, all the negative effects of unhealthy food on your body. And it's really important to do that because it's just one thing you have to do that eliminates All a lot of different health problems, a lot of different issues surrounding that food. So instead of maybe pinpointing different nutrients, different minerals, and their problems, which is important to do so that we understand the bigger picture, we understand the education and knowledge around different topics, but taking a holistic view of food and health and not refining it to single nutrients because we eat food not single nutrients is a way of looking at the food as a whole and removing so many different things that are not necessarily amazing for us all in one go so looking at it in that type of way is what i try to do But with salt, again, it's really important to understand the risk factors associated with high salt consumption. So the main hitters with salt really is like takeaways, chips, you know, that type of thing, fish and chip shops, you know, Chinese takeaways, places like that often add quite a lot of salt along with many other problems that we have, particularly the oil that they use, like I mentioned before. I'll link that podcast below if you are interested in oil, what oil to use and why certain oils are incredibly toxic for our health. But that's another problem. (laughs) There's so many issues to tackle in the nutrition food field but salt is what we're concentrating on today but I'll link that in there if you want to have a listen to that. But That is the main hitters, takeaways, that type of thing. But there's so much stuff we can do with salt and it's really interesting the similarities between salt and refined sugar. As I tell you guys all the time as well that I have i don't eat sugar and I haven't eat, eaten sugar in about three years. Probably virgin on four now and your taste buds change and go back to their natural state. And that is what happens with salt as well. So I still eat salt. I do add salt to my foods but I do try to limit as much as possible how much salt I add. And I also use a, a better alternative Of salt not necessarily alternative but I use a higher quality salt which I'm going to talk about with you guys today but it is good to be mindful but it's also good to bring bring back the flavours of original foods because I think we are so quick in today's society to mask flavours of real foods so with oils, with salt, with sugar, with saturated fats We always think that these things are the things that taste the best, whereas fruit, vegetables, whole grains, all these types of things have their own different flavors, particularly herbs and spices and all these types of things. They all have an interaction, a chemical reaction that occurs when you cook them, when you combine them, that create amazing tastes and flavors, but we mask it all the time with all these other things that aren't actually needed to be in there And it changes our taste buds, expects a different taste, expects more flavorful, in quotation marks, (laughs) that type of thing. Whereas real food actually has a specific taste that you can really enjoy if we aren't consuming all these other aspects of sugar and salt and saturated fats and butter and all these things. So that's something to keep in mind as well, is that we are actually masking the real taste of food with all these other things and I don't think it's necessarily the way to go to completely eliminate salt. I mean, I'm definitely not sure on how I feel on the matter as of yet but I think eliminating as much as possible is pretty good but at the same time I wouldn't be overly concerned if you are eating a good quality salt in small quantities because we do need sodium and that is what differentiates that from refined sugar. But again, if you are suffering with high blood pressure or you have a heart condition, of course, speak to your doctor, speak to your GP. But I would highly recommend that you reduce your salt consumption. It's not going to have any adverse health benefits, only uh, help. There is a diet called the DASH diet, especially if you've got some sort of heart problem, you probably know about this, but it's just a low sugar, low sugar, this dissertation has taken over my brain, a low salt diet that can reduce blood pressure quite drastically, but if you, you probably have been prescribed that if you have heart complications, but yes, that is, that's another thing that I'm getting, I'm going off topic, but what can you do? What can you do to reduce your salt consumption? Let's talk about that. So the first thing you can do is cut down on the salt that you add to your foods. So this, I have many many tips for you that you can use instead of salt. I mean, I get this amazing stock that has predominantly vegetables and herbs and spices. There is a small amount of salt but it's very small and I don't really know if there is any stock available out there that doesn't have no salt, that doesn't have any salt in it. I'm not sure, I'd need to look at that. But it is such a good stock and there's no other additives in there apart from real food. And I'll link that below and it's definitely lower salt than other brands, other types of stocks, I will guarantee you that. But I will put that in the link because that's one of the many ways that I put flavor into my foods because it's so good but I mentioned that before on the podcast as well but I'll link it in there for you as well so that we've also got a plethora of herbs and spices I mean the different herbs that are available to you is incredible dried herbs fresh herbs all of these amazing things we've got so many spices spices and Spices are so cheap and they last you forever and they are incredibly helpful for adding flavour to foods. I think the, my main thing for adding flavour is for herbs, definitely. I love herbs, all herbs. They're so easy to grow, they're so easy to get your hands on, they're in all the supermarkets, dried fresh. They are amazing, they add so much flavour, particularly combinations of parsley, garlic, basil, olive oil. That type of thing in any food is really good with onions, with more garlic, with different spices, lemon juice. You can even use vinegar for some sour sweet type of um, balance. That is a really important thing as well. But there's so many different ways that you can make amazing tasting foods that is salt free or very minimal salt. But for salt type of alternatives, there is lots of different salts on the market that have a lower sodium and higher potassium intake. And having a higher potassium salt has absolutely no adverse adverse benefits, adverse health complications. And lower sodium is better because sodium is the main problem when it comes to high blood pressure. But you can Google low sodium salts and you will find so many different types of low sodium salts. Low salt is a brand that's called that, that you can use. I personally don't use salt like that because it's, again, a little bit... I don't really like things that have been chemically altered or, you know, man-made type of messed with. But there's no problem with using these salts, especially if you are wanting to reduce your salt intake and not use that as a substitute forever just kind of use it as a way to lower and you know, lower lower your salt consumption but uh, i i use himalayan salt which is you have to be careful where you get Him- himalayan salt from but i get a nice unrefined one that i uh, is lower sodium naturally so himalayan salt is, is lower in sodium Um which is just the way that it is naturally and I try to add as li- little as that's as possible to my foods and of course I don't need any processed foods or anything like that so I'm not getting any salt from other sources but really what I would say to you is the main thing to focus on is to cut down on your processed food which leads me to the second thing that you can do to eat less processed foods and takeaways and I know I've already mentioned this but eating less processed food and takeaways is the number one thing you can do to cut down your salt and also your saturated fat and chemical and non-food consumption but then again food does have no moral compass you are not, nothing is said about you if you consume fast food, processed food, it doesn't matter We're not talking about that. All we're going to say is, and again, if you have issues with eating disorders or you have complications with disordered eating, please do not try to alter your food intake. Your main priority is your mental well-being and having a positive relationship with food. All of these types of things can come later if you feel ready for them. But please do not do that if you have problems with disordered eating. But it is something to think about. Uh, to reduce your processed food consumption in general for everybody but again extra careful if you are within that population which I know a lot of people are so try and be careful with that although processed food you can make I've always found that even when I ate meat and dairy even when I ate refined sugar and all the all the things in the world I never enjoyed processed food ever. Like, and I don't, it was probably due to my family and the way we were, but I never enjoyed it. I never really liked eating in fast, fast food places or anything like that. I just never enjoyed it. And if you know me from school or if you've known me for a long time, you'll know that. Um, But yeah, we went, <laughs> I'll tell you a quick little story. We in school, I went to India, believe it or not. I know when I tell people this, they're like, what the hell? And it was so random. But in school, I went to India with people in my class and things like that. And we, for some reason, there is a lot of different fast foods in India. And we were in Delhi, so it was the capital. But there's so many different, like McDonald's and KFCs and stuff like that. And we, the, the, culture in, in India of course is so different but the food is so spicy and I'm telling you right now I literally, what age was I though? I think I was like, I don't know, no, I think I was like four, fifteen. I think I was 15 or something when I went and it was, I was, I did care about health then but obviously I was not nearly as interested as I am now and yeah but I'd never liked fast foods and I don't know why but our group always wanted to go and get McDonald's and KFC and all these things and it was so upsetting because I hated it but in India they have spicy food breakfast, lunch and dinner and it's crazy and I'm showing my my, um, culture here but And it's amazing to see, it was an amazing, amazing experience going to India and seeing the way different cultures live and the way different people live. And we had some amazing food in in India, don't get me wrong, but the, the main was like processed food and I hated going to the processed food places. And I just remember that like being the only time where I really had to eat processed food in my whole life and I actually hated it. Everyone else was really happy about it, but I because our, our parents weren't there, so they didn't care. But yeah, I hated it, and that was a wee, just a wee side note of a wee story. But there you go, you guys know that I went to India now. Amazing place, amazing experience. It's definitely an experience, anyway. But yes, back to the point. So yeah, processed food is the main thing that we want to get rid of when we're talking about salt, and I don't know why these processed foods fast foods add so much salt it I think the main reason for salt is that it has a increased shelf life increases the shelf life same with sugar that type of thing they both increase shelf life but salt weighs less it doesn't weigh as much as sugar so it's easier to take out and there's a big kind of debate just now on whether or not they should tax sugar or make it mandatory to reformulate products to have less salt Um, They did this with sweetened beverages. I don't know if you've ever heard of the sugar tax, but they taxed sugar sweetened beverages um, and there has been less sugar in sweetened beverages and it's resulted in less sugar being consumed. Obviously modest and definitely modest in comparison to how much sugar we still have to reduce. But with salt, there is talk of that among the professionals of getting a salt tax and there's actually a letter to Boris Johnson that you can sign that I will put in the description box for you to sign because it is really important to let the government know, put pressure on the government to take salt consumption more seriously and I don't know why they aren't already due to the the amount of modifiable risk factor that this is for hypertension. But we need to put pressure on the government. Of course, they've got plenty of stuff to be doing with right now. But we need to put pressure on the government. So if you would like to sign that letter, I will put it in the description box for you to sign it. Uh, I think a lot of people have signed it already. But again, the more people, the better. But that'd be amazing if you signed that. I'll put it in there. But apart from that, the main thing that you could be doing to one, improve your health, to reduce your risk of getting cardiovascular diseases and high blood pressure, which are, you know, very, very common, but it's not a fun thing to have. These two things is reduce your salt intake by putting less salt in your food, using better alternatives of salt, using lower sodium salts alternatives, using herbs, spices, lemon juice, vinegar, Stock, lower sodium stocks, really nutrient dense stocks, these types of things that you can be doing and just slowly taking back your salt consumption, hopefully reducing your palate for salt and eating less processed food, eating less crisps, takeaways, all these types of things, that's what you can do to reduce salt. I think actually it's one of the easier things to reduce in comparison to other stuff. But that is what you can do. I really hope that that this brought awareness of salt and its health complications to you for Salt Awareness Week and let me know if you like this type of podcast of doing it along with whatever's happening in the world because it feels right, it feels like the right thing to do. And it's interesting. I'm glad I've given salt a little bit of a awareness because I'm so involved in refined sugar but it's really important to acknowledge all these different types of things instead of just focusing too much on one looking at the holistic view of health and how food as a whole is impacting our well-being it's really really important so I really hope that you found this podcast interesting that you learned a few things from this podcast I hope you have the most amazing week please like share it please sign the Boris Johnson letter for more action on salt. Uh, Please share this, please like it, please comment, please follow me, it's so helpful to see people comment and share it. It makes my whole life when people share things, when people enjoy the podcast and let me know if you have any ideas for the podcast, If you want anything that I would, you want me to research, anything you want me to talk about, I am all up for that so please please have a wonderful day i hope it's sunny where you are and i will speak to you all next week